Welcome to the Life Christian Church Podcast, where our mission is to inspire people to the life God dreams for them as we spread His love in ever-widening circles. Good morning. I'm so blessed to be here. I'm also so blessed to be surrounded by so many wonderful women here at TLCC. I would love to go through and name some of you that have been such a blessing to me and call you out by name. You've been my friend and my sister throughout the years. You inspire me. Your life, your faith, your courage, your stories are truly inspirational to me, and they enrich my life beyond words. Some of us have raised our kids together. We've cried and laughed together. We've served, we've worshiped, and we've traveled together. Some of us just say, hi, how are you, and hug in the lobby, and that's wonderful too. The bond we have as sisters in Christ is strong and beautiful. As I say, we are better together. If you're looking for a place to belong, a place to do life with other women to support you and cheer you on, this is a wonderful place for you. A small example of that um, to me was a couple of weeks ago when my husband first announced that I would be speaking today. I was standing in the lobby and three women came up and they said, Sharon, we know this is not a very easy assignment for you, but we just want you to know that we have your back. We're going to be praying for you. We're your amen corner, and if there's anything else you want us to do, just let us know. We're here for you. Many others of you have texted me this week and said, I'm praying for you. Well, thank you for that. I am blessed to do life with you and to have you as sisters in Christ. I love you. When I think of all of us, I think of a beautiful quilt. We're all different shapes and sizes and textures and colors, but you put us together and we're wrapped in warmth and comfort, and I thank you for being a part of that for me. Today, as has been said, we celebrate women at every stage of life, young, not so young, single, married, daughters, mothers, and granddaughters. There have been many poems, songs, and Hallmark cards written in recognition of mothers, and about the resourcefulness of a mother and the responsibility of a mother. There's really nothing new to be said on Mother's Day. But as someone said, the story of mother never gets old. Abraham Lincoln said that no one is poor who had a godly mother. Well, if that's the standard of wealth, I am a very wealthy woman because I am so blessed to have a beautiful godly mother. I was so blessed to have had my mother visiting with me for the past three weeks. It had been eight years since she had been able to visit us here in New Jersey because she was my father's caretaker and, of course, unable to travel. We had a wonderful time. She flew back to her home in Indiana this past Tuesday. I tried to get her to stay through this weekend, but she's with my brother and his family today. I think he's her favorite, so she went. <laughs> but my mother's the ultimate nurturer, a strong woman, caregiver, and a godly woman. She's not just, didn't just take care of my dad so well, but she takes care of all of us in the family. She can't do it as much physically as she used to, but I know one thing she does for us every day, and she prays. She prays, and she prays for us every day, and we know that, and I am blessed to have her as my mother. I'm also blessed to have a godly mother-in-law, and I guess that makes me double wealthy, according to Abraham Lincoln. And because of my mother, I have my wonderful husband. So I love her, and I'm thankful for her as well. I'm also blessed to have 
um, many wonderful women in my family, um, my sweet and beautiful daughter, Summer, and my wonderfully talented daughter-in-law, Amanda. <clears throat> I have a sister, sister-in-laws, nieces, etc., and I love you all so much, and I hope you have a happy Mother's Day today. <clears throat> The past several Mother's Days, we've interviewed and heard the testimonies of some of the women here at TLCC. Our lives were so blessed by the stories of how they have overcome some of the challenges and struggles that they have dealt, that life has dealt them. But we've been encouraged by their great accomplishment, accomplishments as well. The life witness, excuse me, the witness of a life dedicated to living for God and he, how he has helped and continues to help them every day is uplifting and amazing, and we thank you for sharing your stories. Today, I hope to share something that will encourage you, not just the mothers, but all the women in the room. It's very simple. In fact, I've shared it, something similar to it several years ago, but I felt strongly to share this again. <clears throat> Excuse me. As you know, I've, uh, if you've been around here very long at all, you know that when my husband speaks, he takes a deep dive into scripture. In fact, you need like the scuba gear, you need like oxygen tank, all that. Well, I say that and I greatly appreciate him, think he's a great preacher and teacher and I love you very much. <clears throat> but today, um, we won't be needing the diving gear or snorkeling gear. In fact, we're just going to stay on the beach, so to speak. And you won't need, even need sunscreen because we're not going to be here very long. <laughs> Today, I'd like for us to take a look at the 23rd Psalm. I know this is a very familiar psalm to most of us that are here today. Before I read the psalm from the Bible, I wanted to share a mother's psalm that I found this week. It says, The Lord is my co-pilot, I shall not rush. He maketh me to hit all the green traffic lights. He leadeth me through shopping hassles. He restoreth my composure. He giveth me strength to make ends meet for my family's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of laundry, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy perspective and sense of humor, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me with the assistance of takeout. Surely clutter and confusion shall follow me most of the days of my life, but I shall dwell in a happy home forever. <laughs> Amen? Before I go any further, I'll just briefly tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in the Midwest. My dad was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. I married a pastor. And one of my sons is a pastor. I'm surrounded by pastors. I'm either really blessed or a glutton for punishment, and I'll let you judge. I have an older brother and a younger sister. I'm the middle child. My parents were married for 63 years until my father passed away this past February. I was raised in a good and godly home by loving parents. Our lives were centered around church. While in college, I met my husband, Terry, and we were married a couple of years later. Last week, we celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary. We now have three wonderful adult children and one fabulous daughter-in-law. Well, like most of you, 
I've had some difficult years as well. I've experienced deep pain and losses throughout my life. Some of them are too personal and painful to share, but those aren't the stories that I want to tell today. We've all had our struggles and trials, especially when you get to my age and you've lived long enough, you've experienced heartache and disappointment, but also many blessings. And although we've experienced these struggles in our life, and Mother's Day, as has been said, can especially highlight that for some of us, we can trust that Jesus is aware of our suffering. He experienced suffering himself too. He is our comforter. He comforts us through his Holy Spirit. And today I just want to emphasize the grace or goodness and mercy that God shows us in our lives. Now I'd like to read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David, who wrote this, his experience and view of life were greatly influenced by the fact that he himself was a shepherd and he was raised in a family of shepherds. He also experienced God as his shepherd through the seasons of life, the mountaintops, the valleys, the green pastures, and the still waters, going through the shadow of death when face, and when facing enemies and adversaries. Someone pointed out, and I think it's very interesting to note, that when you read the 23rd Psalm, you notice that David uses third-person pronouns in the first three verses. He makes me lie down. He leads me. He restores me. Then he changes to first-person pronouns in the fourth and fifth verses. He says, you are with me. You comfort me. You prepare a table. David goes from speaking about God then directly to God. Maybe David made the change to personal pronouns when he was in the valley. He was in the hard and difficult place. We, too, are probably more prone to talk about God when we are in the green pastures and things are going well. But we talk to God when we are walking through more frightening places of our lives. Someone else said, in the light, we are more prone to wander off in pursuit of greener grass. But in the dark, we hug his knee. I'd like for us to read verse 6 again, and this is where I'll spend the rest of my talk. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What does that look like for us today as women, as followers of Jesus, our great shepherd, to have goodness and mercy following us around? Now, I know sometimes when you read the 23rd Psalm and hear talked about, you hear the metaphor of sheepdogs to goodness and mercy. They're helping the shepherd to corral us and helping to keep us in line or helping us to protect us. But today, I'd like for us to visualize them as gifts. Gifts don't chase us like the dogs, but, um, but they're always there. Now, I'm a visual learner, and so I hope this helps some of you that are visual as well. First of all, let me say I'm not a theologian. 
This is a beach talk, and my husband can correct all this later, okay? Um, but I wanted to illustrate goodness and mercy of gifts. Why gifts? Um, I just thought it was maybe more of a girl thing, right? And today we're going to be a little girly, so that's okay. Father's Day, there's lots of chest thumping and testosterone. <laughs> so today we're serving estrogen shots and Kleenex, okay? Um, so why gifts? Well, most girls, if you're like me at all, you like to receive gifts. It's the surprise, the suspense. I have to confess that I love opening boxes even from Amazon that I've ordered. It's exciting to see, or in my case, remember what I ordered. <laughs> Especially over the last two years, I confess to ordering a lot. Everything from dog food to toilet paper, etc. You know, you've done the same, I'm sure. Um, but here we have goodness and mercy. What does it look like for goodness and mercy to follow us around or to be with us every day? Sometimes we're not even aware that they're there, and other times we're very aware. Exodus 34, 6 says, The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Psalm 33, 5 tells us that the earth is full of the goodness of God. Psalm 31:19 says, How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. Goodness comes by grace, even when we don't deserve it or recognize it. Charles Spurgeon wrote, and I love this, he said, God is good not just because he causes that good, that feel-good thing to happen to you or to happen in your life, but in the midst of the storm, God comes closer to us than the storm ever could be. God's goodness is not dependent on an outcome. And we can say with absolute confidence that God is good. So what does that look like in your life? What, I'll show you what it can look like for me. His gift of goodness to me, first it looks like God's love for me. It's salvation. By grace, he has saved us. This is God being good to me. I didn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Goodness is God's provision. He provides me every day with not just the basics, but so much more. It's his presence. He is always near. No matter the storm or the outcome, he never leaves me. That's his goodness to me. His goodness to me is my family, both the one I was born into and the one that my husband and I have built. Goodness to me is this church. It's being a part of God's family here at TLCC. And today, it's especially you, my sisters in Christ. I see God's goodness when I see you. And then over here, we have mercy. I see mercy as God blessing me every day with things that I don't deserve. It can also be described as his gentle guidance. Let's read a few verses about his mercy. Ephesians 2, 4 tells us that God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. I think that means he has a lot. Chronicles 16, 34 says, Go give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. There's no expiration date 
Lamentations 3, 22 and 22 and 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. What does mercy look like to you? To me, his mercy is strength. It's God giving me strength to follow his will for my life. Strength is, not, is to not give up when I feel like quitting. His mercy is forgiveness. It's God forgiving me when I don't deserve it. And it's God helping me to forgive others who have hurt me. It's protection. God's mercy is protect, God's protecting me and my family, both from things we can see, things that are obvious, and those that we can't see. It, mercy is God's guidance. It's God keeping me from straying too far from him. It's him leading me to green pastures and still waters. It's comfort. He comforts me when I'm in a storm and I don't know what the outcome will be. His mercy comforts me. I then remember at the end of the day when you lay your head on your pillow and you're exhausted and you feel empty, Lamentations 3.23 told us that every morning, every morning, we have new mercies. So when you feel tired and you feel exhausted, he has another box of mercies for you. And then the next day, and then the next day, And I just really felt impressed today to let some mom, some woman know his mercies, his goodness are everlasting. He has more than we could imagine or think. I've been so blessed to be a recipient of God's goodness and his mercy every day. As I said, sometimes I'm aware, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I have to slow down enough to recognize that I'm being followed by his gifts. But I am made aware on a day like today when I reflect on the blessing of motherhood, the blessing of having the mother that God gave me, and the blessing of being a mother. I've also watched goodness and mercy follow my children. I look back and remember a time I remember a time years ago on Mother's Day when our daughter was in a terrible car accident. She totaled a large SUV. She only came out with bruises. Goodness and mercy were there. Then there was a time when our son Caleb was diagnosed with a golf ball-sized tumor in his sinuses. He had to go through a very serious and frightening brain surgery. Goodness and mercy were there too. They followed him into surgery. They followed us into the waiting room and they comforted us. I've watched as, as goodness and mercy guide our son Christian through his rigorous education process. I believe that goodness and mercy are in London now with Christian and Amanda as they pursue their life and as they continue to follow God's will for their life. I know that all the mothers here today pray for your children and that they will continue to follow Jesus, the good shepherd, as goodness and mercy come along beside them. 
Then there are those times when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I believe that's when the great shepherd picks us up. He puts us on his shoulder and he carries us. Have you ever been through a difficult situation or season and you look back and wonder how you got through it? I'd like to suggest that he carried you and he carried me. This past February was one of those times for me. In fact, it was February 14th, Valentine's Day. My very first Valentine, my dad passed away. My dad was my hero. He was my rock. He was good to me. I think about him when I hear John, the words of John Mayer's song. It says, fathers, be good to your daughters. Daughters will love like you do. Girls become lovers and turn into mothers. Mothers, be good to your daughters too. My dad taught me to love God and my family with all of my heart and to keep them first in everything. And because he loved me so well, I believe I'm a better mother and daughter today. We can't avoid the valley, the difficult times, and the dark times. Those are unavoidable and sometimes a necessary part of life. But we can be assured that our great shepherd will guide us and comfort us through his Holy Spirit. And when we get through, he leads us beside the still waters, and he lets us run through the green pastures with goodness and mercy, always chasing us and always present. I know the past several years have been very difficult for everyone, especially mothers and teachers, caregivers, nurses, and nannies. Some of you are very weary, and you need to be nurtured yourself. Some of you have been helping the Good Shepherd deliver goodness and mercy to those in your care. Well, I really felt strongly today to tell someone here that he knows, he sees, and he cares, and he wants to be your shepherd. My prayer today is that you will be encouraged with this very simple illustration, and that you will let today be a day that you feel your heavenly shepherd, Jesus, comfort you and lead you beside the still waters. Look around and see the goodness and mercy of God with you, following you everywhere and every day. Happy Mother's Day.